Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. But I was also going through a really a broken engagement. And I came back from Argentina, heartbroken, no cash. Like I had rented out my house. My businesses were in the gutter. Uh, my my partners needed my help, all these things. And I had to reprogram myself. I literally had to, I, I would drive down the hall, uh, the highway, down the interstate um, in between meetings. And I'd just be shouting at God, like shouting at myself and tears in my eyes. And then I'd have to pull up and I'm about to step into a meeting and I got to lead a meeting and, and I can't like whine and cry. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zung, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm like really honored and excited to talk with Mike Zeller today, who's actually a friend of mine. He's uh, my coach. He's uh, the leader of the mastermind that I happen to be in. Uh, he's also a top entrepreneur, mentor. He's a business architect. He has owned 15 businesses, which has generated more than nine figures in total sales. He's the author of two upcoming books, which we're going to talk about, The Genius Within and Twice Born, How a Crisis Can Remake You. He loves traveling with his wife. He's got a new baby that's coming soon. He uh, runs masterminds. He's been featured all over the place. He spent thousands of hours with Tony Robbins, and <laughs> I'm so excited. Welcome, Mike. Rebecca, it's such an honor to be here, and you're an absolute gem and one of the most amazing entrepreneurs and thought leaders I know, and I uh, cannot wait to dive in and connect further. You always bring such wisdom, and I learn from you every time we connect as well, so it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. And you are so generous and such a, you know, uh, I have always thought about leading with a giving hand and you you are certainly that person. And I always say that uh, integrity is my love language and you certainly <laughs> do too. So um, I just adore you and I can't wait to share you with my audience and my community because you have dealt with crises. You've mm -hmm. had not only businesses, but you've had there's narcissists that you've had in your life and, you know, people in your world and you've had to negotiate with them, deal with them, manage them in all different forms. And so I, I, I want to dive into some of that whenever you're, you're comfortable sharing. So let, yeah. let's talk a little bit about your background and, and how you got where you are. 
Yeah, originally, uh, one of my favorite moments that I reflect on often now that is a sign, like often, oftentimes our life is littered with clues about who on earth we are and what on earth we're meant to do. And when I was 19, my mom bought me a, she doesn't even remember buying it, but she bought me a ticket to Peter Lowe's success seminar. And I go to this auditorium with 20,000 people and it's like people like Colin Powell and Zig Ziglar and these old Titans speaking and speaking on personal development and the value of investing yourself, the value of learning the value of reading. And I remember coming out of there more inspired, more uh, fueled than, you know, playing baseball, which I wanted to be a pro baseball player at the time, than uh, than having a great date, uh, than uh, anything I ever learned in school. And I was like, man, this was amazing. And I didn't know that eventually in the future that that's a big part of what I would be doing. And uh, and then along the way, just start got uh, involved initially in restaurants uh, and then in real estate. And then um, car dealers had a socially minded car dealership where every car we sold helped us give away another car to a single mother in need. Um, and marketing agencies, fashion lines, uh, you know, a bunch of other brands. And uh, but I also had a lot of failures along the way. Um, had a lot of things that went right uh, and a lot of things that went wrong. As I it, and part of it was, you know, I, I started learning where my lane of genius, my sweet spot was, and and where I kind of suck. <laughs> and now I'm getting better and better at avoiding the suck and uh, staying in my lane. So it's been a fun journey. Yeah, I, and one of the things I didn't mention in your bio, but I do want to mention here, is that you are certified in neuro-linguistic programming. Mm-hmm. You are featured as a bonus piece of content for my Slay Your Negotiation with Narcissists in Business uh, and how to un- unblock yourself psychologically because yeah. you've got that certification. Tell us about that. How did you come to doing that? and why and you know and how does that fit into what you do now yeah great question um you know really it came down to uh tony robbins uh tony i had learned a bunch uh from tony robbins in my 20s i bought his personal power too i was like hey what's his core skill set and it was nlp and so eventually i went and signed up for an 18 day all day long training program in, in uh, Venice Beach area and did that for 18 days, got certified as a master NLP practitioner because I wanted that tool in my toolbox, not only for myself, but for others. And ultimately it's helped me in moments where like, you know, one year, this is 2013, I had three active businesses at the time, um, but I was also going through a really a broken engagement. And I came back from Argentina, heartbroken, no cash. Like I had rented out my house. My businesses were in the gutter. Um, my, my partners needed my help, all these things. And I had to reprogram myself. I literally had to, I, I would drive down the hall, uh, the highway down the interstate, um, in between meetings. And I'd just be shouting at God, like shouting at myself and tears in my eyes. And then I'd have to pull up and I'm about to step into a meeting and I got to lead a meeting and, and I can't, like whine and cry <laughs> in the meeting. I got to lead the company to, to get it back on sound, sound footing and I wipe away the tears, show up, change my focus, get my state right and then walk in and, and pull out our next steps and, and guide the, the company or my clients or whatever I was doing at the time. 
And NLP helped me know how to shift my focus, how to release uh, traumas, how to release stories that were trapped inside of myself or others. You know, when we did our session, uh, I mean, all of us have experienced some sort of abuse, some sort of uh, narcissistic behavior. Um, but how do we how do we move past that? And also, how do we uh, let it be like uh, water off of a duck's back? Um, and so some of it is, is going down to the meaning and the attachment. If we get deep into your subconscious wiring, we can release so many things and anchor so many positive things as well. Mm. Yeah, I am so fascinated by it. And I've been fortunate enough to be part of a couple of your exercises and see yeah. you, you do that. And and as part of that, when you talk about your genius within tapping into your zone of genius, can you use NLP to tap into that? Yeah, definitely. And it's, um, you know, as you asked that, I'm like, man, there's some other areas I could weave this in. Um, so you, you can, when you think about NLP, it's really about the metaphors and the stories um, and the meanings and attachments. What, what NLP is predicated upon is really the study of how do people make life change happen? Well, what happens in that aha moment or that identity shift is a shift in meaning and attachment in your psycho psychology. And so uh, one of the things we've talked about and we talked about in the, um, uh, in the course a little bit is like, hey, if I identify, if I name part of, uh, let's call it a trauma uh, a, or a place where I am showing up far beneath my own personal power, my own ability, and I give that part of me a name, um, like say, you know, for me, Timid Mike, let's call it Timid Mike. And then over here, I got Magic Mike. Magic Mike shows up with a different energy, a different confidence. Well, when I'm over connected to Magic Mike, then my resourcefulness, my creativity is going to be greater. And I'm more likely to actually play out of my zone of genius instead of hiding and playing small. Yeah, I, I had a, a, another business coach who uh, used to say that we're meaning-making machines. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. we're so good at that. Do you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, Tony talks about that. Uh, Landmark Forum talks about how we're meaning-making machines. Um, yeah, at our core, we all are. And it's like, and, and then that's why some someone who goes through setbacks or trials in life, like you've been through different trials in your business and your career and your personal life. How, it, someone else could go through the same trials and they're still in the gutter 10 years later where you're, you overcame them, right? Because you attach different meaning. And as we were talking before, it's like that Napoleon Hill quote of uh, behind every setback is the seed of an equal or greater opportunity. Well, as we were talking, it's like there's a seed that you have to plant, you have to nurture. And if that seed needs to go deeper because you're growing a big tree, guess what? You know, you got you to gotta hunt, you got to fertilize, you got to plant it, you got to water it. Um, and over time it will grow, but it doesn't happen automatically. You got to apply an intention. And that's one of the things you're certainly masterful at. I am, but you know, I'm still a human. And there are times where I, I get lost in the weeds of, you know, the, the weak version of myself sometimes too. And, and, you know, I think it's important that people hear that even successful people ha still have those moments of frailty where mm -hmm. you think, oh, you know, 
I don't know, <laughs> you know, but then you just go, no, 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 this is not how it's going to be. You, you have to to make that decision and, and change that. And I, I remember hearing Oprah one time talking about how she really understands how to take her intention and meet meet that energy in the universe Mm -hmm. and then just connect that and go and ride that wave. And I found that to be, it's so simple what she said, but it was so powerful as well because, you know, there's a knowing there. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember reading Esther Hicks like a long time ago and she was like talking about how, um, you have to know where you're going and really believe you're going to get there because you've got, it's, it's almost like she's, I think the, the um, example that she gave was like, if you're driving from Los Angeles to San Diego, you're going to put it in your GPS and you're just assuming that that's where you're going. And you don't think, oh, I'm going to drive to Las Vegas first, or I'm going to be all over the place, or maybe (laughs) I'm just going to stop on the side of the road and drive through the weeds. You know, you're going to take the highway to San Diego and know that that's where you're going to go. So, you know, how, how do you think that plays into, you know, recreating yourself when you're in a crisis? Yeah, great question. So, I think in a crisis, when in, in your example there is perfect because in a crisis, like you want to get specificity. Specificity has power of like, and getting specificity and a deep alignment with you, the marketplace or the world. You know, it's like, it's like a multiple layers of alignment. Hey, am I aligned with myself? Am I aligned with my purpose, with how God or the universe has wired me to be and then and what I can bring to the world, my gifts, my talents? If I am aligned with that, then what does the world need? What is the world willing to pay for or serve? Uh, like if I'm serving in that way, what, are, what is the world willing to return? Um, and, then, and then how the next part is like, where, where do I ultimately want to go? Like, what's my broader vision for the impact, for the legacy? And also, oftentimes, those broader visions, sometimes they feel scary. And they might feel, and to some extent, ego or boastful or whatever. Um, but we have to practice embracing. Like, I know one of my core goals over the next decade is to establish myself as uh, one of America's, if not America's top entrepreneur mentor. So that means I'm, that's my vision. So now I'm reverse engineering that. That's why I've got two books coming out this year. So I got two more books coming out next year. That's why I've got a podcast and partnerships and collaborations and a connect with great people like you because I, that vision carries me into the inspired action on a daily basis. Um, but I, I have to have specificity. So and, and then I have other mental models like Peter Drucker was, was one of my mental models. He wrote 40 something books and he was writing his last book at age 98. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep writing. I'm going to keep creating. I'm going to keep doing my mission until I breathe my last, last breath. And, and that pulls me forward. Oh, I love that. I, um, I love that, you know, 98. Oh my gosh. How inspirational is that? <laughs> like that means you're loving what you're doing, right? Coming up more on negotiate your best life with Rebecca Zone. So for people who are struggling with a crisis, 
and and trying to find their genius within, what would be the first thing that you would tell them to start doing? Are you looking for a feel-good summer read? Well, I've got it for you. The New York Times bestseller, The Lost and Found Summer Bookshop, is now available in paperback. Written by Susan Wiggs, the plot is that after her mother's death, Natalie Harper inherits a charming but financially strapped bookshop in San Francisco and becomes a caretaker for her ailing grandfather. She finds that books provide a welcome solace for her grief and struggle. People Magazine calls the book a feel-good family saga, a charming tale about the silver linings of unwanted detours. It's perfect for readers of Jennifer Weiner, Emily Henry, Elin Hildebrand, and more. It's a great book for book clubs. It's great for poolside, on the beach, at the lake, on vacation, whatever. The link to purchase it is in the show notes. Grab it and get carried away into your summer escape. When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges can rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Get an exclusive $50 off your device by emailing info at soberlink.com and mentioning Negotiate Your Best Life podcast. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. Um, did your description of uh, the clinical label of narcissists. They only think about themselves. They only want what they want. That was accurate. But they're not the only people who do that. They have every fear-based part of your personality feels exactly the same way. And now we return to today's show. So I just want to say, though, like I spoke to somebody yesterday who was really... Uh, sad because they're in the process of divorcing a narcissist, actually. And uh, he was just saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's just sad because he thought that this was the way his life was going to go, that they were going to be married. He he always wanted to have a family. And now he's, like, not even seeing his child as much and all of that. And I think that sometimes what holds us back is, the, the just because it's not what we wanted, it's different, and so how do you get past that? Great question. Um, it really comes his story comes down to identity death, identity death. I There's love a thing that. called identity death that a lot so of us go through, people and who especially are struggling with mm-hmm. a crisis. See, I was having and, dinner with uh, a buddy of mine on my birthday uh, last week. What would be the and first was, uh, thing that you would tell them to start doing? Yeah, I turned 42. <laughs> I'm a May birthday, so it's been great. But, um, you know, my buddy Avery, he, um, uh, he's, 
you know, he had several failed startup ventures where he raised multiple millions of dollars, put his name on the line, and the business didn't work. The idea didn't work. Now he's part of another larger corporation. He's working on a uh, buyout. He's working on a, a setup where he, his company, his division that he's being uh, he's leading, is likely going to be acquired by a private equity company, and it mean it will mean a nine figure exit. And so he's he, he's like Mike. You know, one of the hardest things that we go through as entrepreneurs is identity death of letting go of this old story. But also is in in marriages and relationships. Like man, uh, you know, twenty thirteen. Now was, that, was that. that the end of that um, relationship in, you were talking letting about? Letting go of this okay. old story and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, uh, I think for someone who's going through a season where they're shedding an old identity, one of the first things that I again going back to that Napoleon Hill quote: "What's the seed?" And the gift of the season and of of the of that chapter that is closing. What was what are all the gifts? And then trusting and looking for how is the how are those gifts going to set me up for the next chapter? How am I growing? How am I becoming wiser? But also being okay with the transition periods are messy, whether it's in business, whether it's in uh, you know personal life. Transition period is messy. It's like when I was a teenager. Man, I my voice was croaking at weird times. I had pimples. I, I I was awkward around girls up until I was like twenty one, and then I finally sort of figured it out. And I, but I still didn't fully figure it out. Like I was, there's so many seasons of transition that are messy, and giving ourselves grace when we're in a season of transition and expecting it to be messy. And then our mindset shifts around that season. Like so, for someone going through an identity shift. And appreciate the story that's dying, but know that a new story is emerging. But if you have to go and hunt for that new story and appreciate mm, that the season. So beautiful. Of and and, death and what I love about awesome. what you're saying too is that you're not saying, oh, just forget it and move on. You know, I mean, I think it's important to appreciate that it is a death and, mm. and have that grieving process. Uh, and then you know, shift and pivot. Yeah. Right. So, so for people who are struggling exactly. with a crisis and and trying to find their genius within, what would be the first thing that you would tell them to start doing? Hmm. Good question. Um, so, really, for for me, the genius within to find clarity around it. There's four core processes. Um, first, it's like taking different personality tests, uh, wealth dynamics, Colby index, strengths finder, Myers Briggs, um, and disc profile. Um, and then the second part is identify key relationships. Um, and when you do the key relationships, it's like taking an inventory of people in your life that bring you life and that bring you death. Um, people that expand you, like, you know, we were talking about negative people. Um, you know, I don't, I, I will repel negative people. I don't want to be around someone that's in ne- if, if they will not stick and I cannot be in that environment. Um, third is, uh, your key life experiences. So if you're in that season of transition is, you know, lots of times we, we we're so focused on the present moment 
and we forgot, hey, all the beautiful things that have happened in our life and all the signs and the gifts. And then the fourth thing is um, uh, was uh, values and passions. So when you're in a season of transition, it's actually a beautiful season. Transitions are, are epic for shifting into you becoming more of who you're meant to be and who you're meant to uh, serve and how you're meant to show up in the world, but only if you search for it. And if you use the transition season and the season that you went through, if you reflect, you know, Socrates said to know thyself is the beginning of all wisdom. And, and so one of the biggest things that I see a lot of people shortchange themselves is they don't go deep enough in knowing themselves as a human, as a husband, as a wife, as a leader, whatever. Um, and so I think the first step I would say is get to know yourself better, your heart, your feelings, et cetera. And then second thing I would say is like, hey, take out a sheet of paper on one side of the sheet of paper, write out everything that is happening during the week, during the month that brings you life. And then on the other side, write out everything that is happening that brings you death. Those are all clues that like almost dry up your soul that uh, energetically, you're like, I don't want to freaking touch that. And if you're a business owner, it might be accounting or administrative stuff or sales, who knows, whatever it is, but avoid. And, and then those things give you clues. And then you start strategizing. How do I eliminate more of the death and how do I create more of the life in my life? Hmm, that is so good. And, you know, I, I want to touch on... Um, victim mentality a little bit mm. because I think that sometimes it's hard to get past the but this other person is doing this to me or this mm. other thing is happening to me and it's not my fault I mean you know you and I actually before we got on the air today both shared some you know mini crises that we're going through in our lives yeah. right now and <laughs> um you know, it would be easy to go, why me? Uh, this always happens to me. It's not fair. Uh, so talk about that a little bit. Well, love that question, Rebecca. And, uh, and you're certainly a master at helping navigate through that. One of the things when you're in victim mentality, what does that mean? You've given away your power. Someone else holds it's like someone else holds the key to your life and your start engine on your car. So you want to give away your power or do you want to take it back? And as long as I delegate or abdicate responsibility and scapegoat some other situation, some other person, I've, I, I cannot have, I'm not empowered. I'm disempowered. So do you want to live? As long as I say, why me? I can't believe this always happens to me. Um, it's always going to be this way. It's their fault. It's their fault. Well, regardless of it's 70, 80% their fault and 20% yours, as long as I live in that energy, I've, I've neutralized my power. So that's the first thing is like, Hey, do you want to stay in a disempowered state? Then that's your choice and you got to lie with it. And that's going to be your destiny until you decide to shift. Yeah, exactly. So how do you shift when you are faced with a crisis? Like what's the first thing that you go to? Yeah, uh, honestly, I've got that. 
I've been through so many mistakes I've, uh, uh, and so many crises, I feel like, that um, my first thing is like, all right, what's the gift going to be of this situation? And um, I'm actually reading uh, um, Thomas Edison's biography right now. Oh. And, and I read a lot of biographies because I love to hear the stories of others. And there's this one moment where Edison's whole, like he built this massive complex of research labs and inventions. And then one night they caught on fire and he rushes over and like everything is on fire. Menlo Park is on fire and he's got his associates and he's got his wife with him. He's like, man, that is some fire. You got to get over here and see this. Look at this fire. Isn't that just stunning? We'll never see a fire like that again in our life. And so his business is literally burning down. And he's like, you know what? Look at this fire. (laughs) I love that because it takes you out of it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, uh, I love this one story and I quote it a lot that Elizabeth Gilbert wrote about in her book, one of her books. um, I think it was called big love or something like that. But she talks about how whenever she does something new, she has to have a conversation with fear because she knows that fear is, you know, she used to try to make fear go away. And then she kind of came to this um, revelation that it's never going to go away. So Mm -hmm. she has a conversation with fear that says, okay, fear, you and I are going to be doing something new. Um, I would like for you not to come, but I know that you're going to. So you have to sit in the back seat mm. and uh, you definitely don't get to talk. Uh, you, 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 you're you not allowed to touch the radio and you definitely can't touch the steering wheel. You just have to sit in the back and shut up. <laughs> so good. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, that just reminded me of that when you talked about the fire and it's so perfect. So what's your favorite book for motivation? I've got so many. Um, yeah, let's see. I've got, I'll list out some of the books I've read three or more times. How about that? Four hour work week is terrific. Um, uh, let's do Think and Grow Rich has helped me through many different scenarios. Uh, Science of Getting Rich, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Um, the Secret is actually quite good, too. Um, let's. Uh, uh, the Bible also has been helpful for me. Um, Power of Positive Thinking. Man, that actually, that's probably, that's got to be right up there. Just the way of the reframing and the shifting gratitude, handling problems, health, financial, business, life, relationship, whatever. That's right up there. Um, yeah. Uh, but I would, I'd go back through four-hour work week again as I think about it. And then uh, uh, Tony Robbins' first two books were actually really insanely good. Hardly anyone reads them anymore, but it's Unlimited Power and um, Unleash the Giant Within. Uh, amazing books. Okay. I think, is it Awaken the Giant Within or... Awaken the Giant, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. That's his, was that his first one or was the Might other? Might have one? been. I can't remember. It was either Unlimited Power or Awaken the Giant with him was his first. Yeah. Uh, very good. I love that. So 
Um, where can people find out more about you? Where can they find your, your books when they come out? And where can they follow you and all that good stuff? Yeah, thank you. Um, the Genius Within uh, book.com. That's where my uh, first book that's coming out later this summer. Uh, it's all about finding your purpose and your passion and your unique sweet spot in life. And it's most, when someone goes through that whole process, uh, you'll have the greatest accumulation of clues about who on earth you are and what on earth you're meant to do. And then MikeZeller.com or MikeWaterZeller on Instagram or Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. And uh, those are, those are my hot spots. Love it. Thank you so much, Mike. This is, I mean, so many pearls of wisdom in here. Everybody needs to go follow him, check him out. And you probably need to re-listen to this episode again because there was so much good stuff in there. So thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, Rebecca. You're always a gem and I can't wait to connect more. Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Check back next Monday for more inspirational pearls of wisdom. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love if you would give it a five-star rating and tell me what you liked in a review on iTunes. Also, be sure to grab your winning negotiation cheat sheet at winmynegotiation.com. And remember, today is a perfect day to start negotiating your best life.